0: All right, welcome to the show. Let's do introductions, okay? So, um, with us tonight from Silicon Sasquatch, we have Doug Bonham. Hello, hello. And Aaron Dare. What up? And joining us, extra special from Seattle, are Tyler Martin. Hey. And Spencer Tordoff, who goes by Oz K. Fodrowski for reasons beyond our understanding.
1: Even beyond my own.
0: What is the deal with that?
1: I don't know. It's a handle, for the most part, and then... Eh.
0: Eh. (laughs) eh. I'm hiding from the feds. Our topic tonight is, because we couldn't come up with a better name for it, we're going to be talking about the day the music died. Has the rhythm game bubble finally burst? There's been a lot of talk lately, I guess, um, from both sides of of the spectrum, saying that we're tired of all these plastic instrument games clogging up our living rooms and taking our jobs. And on the other side, there are people like certain people on this podcast who continue to spend a fortune downloading more songs for Rock Band and plan to take out a second mortgage to pick up the Beatles bundle this fall.
2: Come on now, Nick. Let's be honest about who you're talking about here.
0: Um. Okay. So, just because I'm going broke on these games doesn't mean everyone else plans to continue doing so. So, first of all, um, how did we get to this point? Why are, are there so many music games? Why are they so popular? And why are there more than, like, a dozen coming out in 2009 alone?
2: Pretty much since Elvis, I think pretty much everyone's had a some sort of rock star fantasy. And this is probably the closest we've ever gotten to have a more easy way to enact that. As somebody who hasn't really played
1: a uh, rock instrument, or really an instrument at all, in a formal setting before... Um, having done that recently with Nick and one of our other friends um, playing on literally rock band instruments and even at times playing along with rock band itself, um, I can totally see what the developers with harmonics have gone for in their approach for both Guitar Hero and then rock band in trying to give you an accurate experience of what it's like being on stage and being in a rock band.
3: I guess I come... Can from a different perspective, where I've played music since I was a kid, so it's taken me a long time to actually get to the interest in the music games. I'm still kind of baffled by it, to be honest.
1: I blame Activision for, well, at least the current saturation. But uh, maybe I'm jumping forward a bit there. Um, That's fine. I mean, they're they're popular because they're, at least initially, they were well-designed. They kind of caught on to... Uh, as it was stated earlier, a desire for, you know, kind of a rock star fantasy. Um, and they have a, a, a very simple but engaging mechanic. And so, the major publishers, Activision in specific, um, have kind of gone, oh, well, everybody loves these, and now they're kind of flooding the market. And, you know, who, who needs three more bundles? Who's going to get the, you know, it on Wii and PS3 and and 360 People have kind of reached the point I think
2: where it's like, well, as if we weren't on Skyhite. I Skype, I'd swear you're game. going through a tunnel.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Huh. Knowing him, he might be. He does some things I can't explain. I,
1: I do. I do some things and some stuff. Um, I'll see what I can do on that, but I'm not sure.
0: Well. I think we can all agree that there's something to the formula that's really catching to a to a broad audience where you just pick it up and after a few seconds you start to realize, okay, this is why it's fun. But I think we can also all agree that even though Parappa the Rapper came in and introduced the whole idea of rhythm gaming to a larger audience and Dance Dance Revolution brought its freakish legions of machine gun dancers to the world who drink Mountain Dew and play DDR all day, I was one of them, I'm not really proud of this, <laughs> I think the
2: irony is that uh, people think that controllers are kind of unapproachable just because of all the buttons, but Mm -hmm. the guitar controllers tend to have more buttons, but they seem more approachable because they're a more familiar object, this idea of the guitar. People instinctually, or probably not instinctually, but they know how to hold one, they know how it's supposed to look, and they know how it functions. That's probably a
0: big part of why it became such a hit in the first place, definitely.
3: Well, I kind of wonder how they became so popular. I guess it was with Guitar Hero, the first one at least, that it really kick-started this whole um, rhythm genre. Though, I mean, you had Amplitude, Frequency, Guitar Room Man, all of these older games that did the same thing.
1: Well, let's obviously also not forget the... Uh, Konami brought his DDR, but they also had Guitar Freaks, Drum Mania, Keyboard Mania, and in those three cases, you could actually link all three games together and play them. The uh, first couple of years of PAX had that actually set up as arcade machines. The only difference is that being Konami and being Japanese, they had terrible song selection.
0: I remember playing that actually at PAX for the first time linked up to a Drum Maniacs and thinking all the time that, wow, this would be incredible. Why doesn't this come out in the United States? Because just the sensation of playing their little tiny three-button guitar controller was so approachable and so engaging that it seemed like it would be a surefire hit here. But this was, this was in 2005 before yeah. uh, Guitar Hero was even announced, I believe so it may have been the year before, but e- either way uh, Konami definitely had tapped into this before it even really made an, uh, a wave at all um, in the United States
3: it just took harmonics to with an American set list to kind of get things started I guess
1: well they also did a couple of things different they, um, if you compare how the I guess the highway as all the score hero people would talk to it refer to it as um, what the note chart is Versus between a harmonics or harmonics inspired game versus one of the Konami games, any of the Konami games. The Konami ones are just a straight-down vertical thing, whereas the Guitar Hero Rock Band ones are laid back, and so they're a little bit easier to see things coming, especially for a beginner. Um, the other thing was is that Konami probably didn't think that this was worth the investment to, to bring these games
2: out. Um, DDR was such a hit, though, and that used the up-down method rather than the
0: highways. Yeah, I would argue, actually, that... Coming from a DDR background, it wasn't all that hard to learn how to read. It's just a different perspective. You, you learn how to read it differently. Well,
1: but... again, to beginners, you came from a DDR background. Um, That's true. Guitar Hero tapped the masses. Um, and then the other thing that Harmonix did with Guitar Hero was, again, they got not licensed music, but really, really good music in there that people knew. If not maybe the exact song, then certainly the artists. It was all covers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was a bunch of terrible covers, but it was still there was something about it that made it fun.
1: They weren't they weren't well, they were kind of <laughs> terrible, but they weren't that.
0: Some were pretty bad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I okay.
2: go back
0: and listen to Texas Flood again.
3: I was just going to actually mention that, like playing Texas Flood <laughs> with the rock band Pack that came out for me, it it may sound weird to say it like this, but I actually had more fun with the Guitar Hero fake cover, because you listen to the song a thousand times, and you kind of expect it, and just playing it note for note, at least to me, it kind of lost some of the fun in the rock band transition.
0: Well, that's a good point. I mean, when I go back and play Guitar Hero 2, which I still think is probably the best Guitar Hero game to come out, just in terms of quality of note charts and variety of songs, like, I'll go back and play something like Woman by Wolfmother, and when I go When I try and play it Like in Guitar Hero Smash Hits There's no solo Because the cover version Charted one in To make it more interesting And more You know uh, Suitable for the game I but thought Wolf instead... Mother Was a master What's that? I thought Wolf Mother
2: Was a master
0: No It was just Jane's Addiction And um, John the Fisherman By uh, Primus Primus, yeah
2: Wasn't Wolf Mother Exclusive to the 360 version? Uh, it doesn't matter It's just some Hardcore nerd crap No one knows cares <laughs> about
1: <laughs> No, it was on mm-hmm. the
0: original Discompetus too
1: it was, that's right. It was ridiculously hard for, like, being the first tier.
0: I remember that. Oh, yeah, all those, uh, pull-offs. <laughs> anyway, that's hardcore nerd crap, so we don't even talk about that, but, um, just, I wanted to kind of end this segment, uh, by asking when you, when you first played Guitar Hero, like, how did you get introduced to it, and what'd you think of it? Let's start with, uh, Tyler.
2: Um, I don't think I'm still even that into it. I think I was introduced to it by Doug, and I... Mostly it was just because I knew so many people that were already playing it and I knew that Rock Band was, or no, Rock Band hadn't come out yet, but uh, I knew it was a social thing and it was good at parties. I'd seen other people playing it, but I'm like Steve Martin from The Jerk in that my sense of rhythm is laughably terrible, (laughs) so my ability to play any sort of rhythm game is equally terrible, and so I'm still not that talented at it, even though I do occasionally have fun, especially when I'm heavily intoxicated.
0: (laughs) That's the fifth instrument.
2: Thank God for no-fail mode.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, seriously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, who else?
3: Uh, I could take a crack at it, I guess. I didn't play any of them until, um, any of the older games, until Guitar Hero 1, when I got it for a birthday present from roommates. Um... I guess what it came out in October in 2005. Yeah. So a few months later, I tried that and I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I had played music when I was younger and still do. So I wasn't really into the idea, but the first guitar hero was great. It was over the top kind of, um, ridiculous, silly, bright colors, and sometimes bad covers. And that's what made it fun to me is the kind of non-serious attitude plus in the first guitar hero by the end you actually felt like a guitar hero you kept going to bigger and bigger venues and playing hidden songs and that's something that kind of felt lost to me in rock band where it was just all um a little bit unlinear
1: Hmm. i'll go next um i was introduced to it by my my younger brother who apparently had just been kind of hanging out at uh the local department store where they had a demo of it up, and I've been playing it. He's like, "Oh, you got to try this!" and I get I gave it a shot, and it was kind of like, "Well, this is this is like DDR, but with my fingers." That seems kind of cool, so I I picked it up. Uh, no, no, I didn't pick it up. Uh, Nick came to visit and brought a copy with him, and I went from mildly intrigued to completely addicted, and ended up buying
0: it after that. It's it's funny. Um, I'm actually probably the least qualified person to be leading this discussion because I was, I was evangelizing this game before the first Guitar Hero even came out. I <laughs> the instant I heard about it, I uh, went out and pre-ordered the game when nobody was talking about it, just because of how much I liked Frequency and Amplitude, and I uh, I started out on easy like everybody else and just didn't really stop playing and. Within a month, I'd beaten Game on Expert. I was showing it to all my friends, and I was just completely hooked. And for better or worse, I'm still kind of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I had a couple of flirtations with of um, well, the Rappa*, old school, back on the PlayStation, and then um, a little bit of DDR nerditry during college as well for a year, I think. Um, but I think it was a combination of uh, the what, Internet forum that I've been on since high school, a couple people on there evangelizing Guitar Hero 1, and Nick also, as well. I think I'm, this was about the time I started hanging out with you, and um <clears> Oh, <throat> memories! Oh, memories! But yeah, I bought that during that winter break. After I think it was, we played it like during Thanksgiving, or that might have been Guitar Hero too. But um, I remember playing it socially, and then going, "Okay, eventually, I've got to get this." And I bought it, and just that you know went all the way from easy to expert. Again, by the time I was done with that game spent two hours trying to play Bark at the Moon and completely failed, all that type of stuff. And I've been hooked to the harmonics games ever since.
2: Nick, what was it about uh, frequency and amplitude that made you think that the peripheral addition would help it?
0: To be honest, I wasn't sure how it would work out because I was so used to playing these games on a, on a controller, like a conventional controller, and also since those games were so heavily focused on not just playing the songs, but on remixing them, I really didn't have much of a context for how a guitar controller was going to work. I mean, I'd, I'd used the Guitar Freaks one before, and it was really clunky, but it worked, so I didn't really have high expectations. But uh, I, I really did not expect that just the sensation of holding a guitar-shaped controller would make the experience like palpably more fun. But I think we can all agree that if it, you know if it was shaped like a box, it wouldn't be as fun.
2: Well, kind of be pointless. That's true.
0: Yeah, kind of.
3: You mean kind of like a DJ hero?
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. They still have the like shape of the record. and
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I used to be a, kind of a Beatmania devotee, and even though that's got a, a little turntable shaped object on it, it feels nothing like it. It, it feels just like a, a joke toy. I think that the added realism kind of adds to the the fun and almost, like, the legitimacy of, like, okay, I'm playing a game, but it's okay to have fun with it because it's the authentic rock experience as Harmonix likes to pretend.
1: Yeah, I think that was another thing that helped out with the first Guitar Hero and getting people to... I mean, that game had absolutely zero marketing budget, especially compared to what Activision and Harmonix have now for their games. But, you know, it, it was... Compared to what we have now, it's, you know, my first toy, guitar, but it, it was still... A Gibson SG. If you're a music geek, you know what that means. If you're an ACDC fan, that's iconic because that's what Angus Young plays. I mean, it, and they had some other licensed guitars in the game. They had a lot of really good music, and so it was a lot of fun. It helped um, introduce it really, really well, as opposed to just being a generic. I guess it would probably just be a generic Stratocaster ripoff if you're going to do a generic guitar.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's take this moment and move forward four years. And it's, it's almost October 2009, and in the time since last year, like in summer of 2008, first, first half of 2008, uh, sales of these games have dropped almost 50% from, from where they were last year. Uh, why do you guys think that is?
3: Well, I don't know. I think the question is kind of, does it mean for, in the long run for consumers is this kind of a novelty or is it an economy based thing I think it's both personally
1: I, I think um, I probably should have gone and tried to see if we can find a couple of metrics to, to, to judge how many people are still playing these games because honestly almost a better thing to judge by would be how many songs are being sold especially in Rock Band where it's a big way to tell how many people are still playing the game and then how many people
2: are still playing it on Xbox Live actively I don't think Harmonix has released the information on how many yeah. tracks they've sold.
0: Yep. Yeah. Over 40 million.
2: Well, we don't have any exact figures, and we don't know, like, what are the best-selling tracks, really. Well, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. What? That's, that's what yeah. I'd like
1: to see would be, like, a breakdown and over-time sort of analysis to take a look and see if it's increased or decreased percentage-wise or whatever over the time period. Um,
0: well, you know 75% of that was all the small things.
1: <laughs> oh. I actually don't even have that track, so...
2: I hope for Harmonix's sake that the special edition of Beatles is in fact actually a special edition And we don't have this similar scenario We have with GameStop where a year from now these bundles are going to be half price Or like a third the price they used to be And they're just taking up retail space
3: I was wondering about that too And if the um, sales are down this much then how are those discounted packages doing?
2: I have a friend that I picked think... up Guitar Hero Aerosmith for
0: ten dollars just for the controller. Right. He already has Rock Band. That's a good deal. I mean, you can say what you will about the different controllers, but getting a wireless guitar like that's pretty, pretty much a no-brainer for ten bucks. The game, I can't vouch so strongly for.
2: <laughs> it was yeah. the old but Explorer. It wasn't even one of the newer controllers. <laughs> it was oh, really? The old,
1: um, it was the old uh, Les Paul.
2: White plastic. Was it the wireless Les
3: Paul? Yeah. No, it
2: was the Explorer. Like oh, they weird. had multiple different uh, versions of the Guitar Hero Aerosmith bundle. Like, you got the one with the wired Explorer, the first guitar
0: for the Xbox. Wow. I would vote that that's a better guitar than the Les Paul, but that's just. Hey, kind of I enjoyed there.
3: the the Les Paul, man. I've got a friend who swears by that
1: thing. I I can't really stand it, but that's just me. Um,
3: well, I'm wondering I, now if the sales are down for the whole genre in general, then what about the premium bundles that come out for the next iterations of the game? I mean, Beatles will probably stand on its own two legs, but you're considering that the $250 bundle, the $200 for the extra guitars, uh, a little bit more money for another microphone and mic stands to do the whole three-part harmonies the way they want you to, I mean, that's five $500, give or take.
1: Without even Taking into into account what the system costs, if you don't have that,
3: right?
0: Yeah, you're talking about a minimum of two hundred dollars to get an Xbox 360 just to play this game, and if you want to download the songs, really,
1: yeah, it's like, a three hundred dollar investment. I've actually it really just turned is. a friend away from getting the cheap Xbox 360 recently, so it's it's a three hundred dollar investment. We all know really, that. Really, uh, previously, um, Harmonix had established that they they viewed the rock band franchise more as a platform Mm -hmm. and when you consider the the games in that lens you know you don't you don't go out and buy well um, there are exceptions to every rule but you don't go out and buy a new car every year or a new tv every year or a new computer every year so if you already have you know the say the rock band 2 core set you've got the two guitars you've got the game then there's no real commitment, at least on the part of most consumers, to go and get another bundle, be it for another platform or a different title. So, you know, probably, it, and knowing some numbers on track sales would really help this, but I, I think that once people get it established, Rock Band stands on its own. And so you have it, you have the game, you don't really need to buy the new title as it comes out because you've got the game you can play it with your friends and that is its purpose it I think there's two different
2: things the broadband penetration isn't nearly as high in America as people like to think it is and that's one of the reasons that Guitar Hero does well because it name recognition and people don't care as much about downloading songs it's more of a hardcore rock bander idea
3: yeah and how well, well those rock band uh, CD or DVD discs sell exactly
0: Probably not that well. Just looking at this um, article on TikTok, but I think I sent you guys a link all earlier. But um, between the February and June period in 2008 and the one in 2009, uh, rock band sales dropped 67% in retail, compared to only a 35 or 34% drop for Guitar Hero. Um, and while obviously Guitar Heroes had major releases like Guitar Hero Metallica, and Smash Hits dropped in June as well. Um, all Rock Band's had is like a, a second track pack, I think, come out in 2009. Mm-hmm. So there's not...
1: I would uh, also argue that a lot of that is the, like t- like Tyler said, the fallacy of that we, we expect everybody else to know that we what we know about these games, or at least a little bit of it. And I think that a lot of it's being propped up by the Wii Guitar Hero sales. That's one of the few third-party games that's always selling for the Wii. Um, so I think that would be a large number of what's boosting Guitar Hero sales. Rock but bands on the Wii too, though. Right, but it sells a ton. I mean, this is the the non-core gamer type of audience you you're talking about. If you're going to be getting into those sort of breaking down um, different audiences, that's the type of person who goes out and buys a game and has only a couple, or buys a Wii and has only a couple different games for it. And Guitar Hero is one of those ones. The name recognition is on it.
2: I'm kind of curious to what people are actually playing on these. Are they really doing the whole experience with have all four parts? Are people emphasizing guitar or maybe emphasizing vocals?
0: Um, from my experience, there are... the hardcore will tend to specialize. Um, you get like these people who think of themselves as celebrities who post tons of videos on YouTube with <laughs> them uh, getting 100% on expert songs, only on vocals, or only on drums. But I think, generally speaking, people just kind of play whatever, but I would... I, I would assume guitar is still the most played instrument, just because it's the most familiar. I'm
2: thinking SingStar, you can actually, like, upload your videos to YouTube using the iToy from the PlayStation 3. Like, you don't even need to export it any other way.
1: That was part of the uh, the SingStar PS3 built-in right there.
0: That would be really cool. I was always surprised the SingStar series didn't do better. I've never seen any sales figures on it, but I... People just haven't heard of it here, it seems like. I mean, it does really cool. well in
3: Europe.
2: Yeah. There's a Queen one coming out soon. That'll be pretty fantastic. Oh, God.
1: If <laughs> I <laughs> can awesome. get that
2: in
0: Sing Star ABBA, well,
2: I'm not
1: going to finish that thought. Hey,
3: but... yeah, don't admit <laughs> it.
1: I, I think what we want to take a look at is breaking down two different um, things here, which is how much of these games continuing to be played and how... Are some of these uh, bundles going to be selling? Um, Beatles Rock Band is a bit of an anomaly because it's a brand new thing, and they're obviously marketing it at a little bit different demographic. They're trying to get a lot of the older crowd that are huge Beatles heads, Beatles fans. But I think what you want to look at is what the um, Rock Band network and rock, the Rock Band sh- song sales are going to be like, and what how many or how often, I guess, it would be. Um, it's still being played online, as opposed to what the sales of the bundles is going to be from here on out. I don't think that Guitar Hero Five is going to be selling a ton of bundles this this fall, but it might have a ton of play. and
2: the disc copy alone might be selling a lot. I think Activision realizes that. I think that's why uh, you haven't seen many changes to the Guitar Hero guitar for number
0: five. Mm-hmm. Right. It's almost identical, except for except for a couple under the hood changes.
3: That's what I'm curious about. I mean, Rock Band has talked about it as a platform, and I think it's true with all the DLC support, but I still feel like whenever they come out with a new iteration of the game, they're still going to release a bundle with new instruments, and if they really wanted to make it a platform based on DLC, they'd offer the best guitars just as they are in packages and have the same bundle instead of changing it every time.
0: Well, I'd rather see an annual revision on the hardware that's optional. I mean, I think most people would too. I mean... I still use my Rock Band 1 guitar, but the Rock Band 2 Strat is definitely a whole lot better.
1: I think that's what we will see going forward. I think that the bundles will be a lot less pro-fit, or pro- it, 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 they might be a lot less number and be not breaking as many GameStop employees' backs as they have been for the last couple of years, just because everybody will have a set of instruments. But you still might see the disc sales stay high, and obviously the DLC sales for stuff like Rock Band will continue. And that's that's what will really define it as... Well, being a... Being not just a fad. Being something that is sustainable. Because, I mean, once once people have made the initial in- investment in instruments, generally I feel they're going to be content with that. I mean, unless, uh, you know, drum set breaks, or they have a guitar that won't activate star power, you know, whatever. Um, so, if the software sales don't keep up, though, I mean, consider... I mean, we're talking about America for the most part. North America and North America. And... You know, if it if it isn't being viewed as a platform by non-core gamers, if it's being you know, oh, this is really kind of fun. I can play it on my Wii, whatever. Uh, then, really, people are just going to move on. And so, I, I think since there's no numbers on DLC, we we just have to watch disc sales because otherwise, we we don't have any other indicator. Because as we've said, you know, platform or the uh, the the instrument packages are probably going to be played down.
2: Question I'd like answered is when we inevitably see Guitar Hero Nirvana, am I going? Are they going to put an accelerometer in the guitar so I can smash my <laughs> guitar on my floor? Or maybe when Jimi Hendrix is in Guitar Hero Five, is it? Maybe I'll be able to set it on the
3: floor and pretend. You like could it's have on a little fire. LED fires or a. No, you, um. no. You could have a <laughs> Kurt Cobain break apart guitar that would actually be able to be put back together.
2: There we go. <laughs> now you're talking.
3: That would actually be kind of fun. Somebody was
1: joking about that. I can't remember where oh, I saw it online. Joking about that for le- Rock Band Lego, where it'll just give you, a, <laughs> it'll give you a disc and then a big box of Legos and a couple of the bits to you know make up your own guitar and then you can smash it all in pieces and build it up again.
0: That would never happen, but that would be such a clever thing to do.
3: I'm sure some modder will do it. Oh God, I would, I would
0: buy it.
1: I can find it, a link for you, but don't you remember Penny Arcade already did the Rock Band Rock Band
0: Nirvana joke? Yeah, with the shotgun. Oh, that was so sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that's pretty terrible. <laughs> What's even more terrible to me, though, is the fact that Kurt Cobain is a playable character in Guitar Hero 5. It's oh. like, don't these people's like estates and like surviving family care about how their image is treated?
3: I totally agree. I totally agree that's weird. Courtney Love needs more coke. Yes.
1: <laughs> the Hendrix estate has some respect for his legacy courtney love has absolutely no shame and needs money
3: i don't I don't know I, I don't think that it just should be okay because people like carlos santana and the dude from muse are going to be in it because they're alive personally i think it'd be weird to have any of the realistic because it kind of takes away from the guitar hero thing being able to have the celebrities in there the uh, duels were kind of cool but if you get to play as them it's just it's not really your guitar hero experience anymore
1: Oh man, a band of Bailey Corrigan's was hilarious in Guitar Hero World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for
2: that. But he looks a lot like Voldemort in that game too. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my god, he looks a lot like Voldemort in real life too. So I'd say it's pretty accurate. See, yeah, they did a really good job of kind of motion capturing and getting the look of these people, like very realistic, especially with the Metallica game as well. But it doesn't really help with the whole idea of like suspension of disbelief. Like Guitar Hero has always been about like the most over the top. You know, yeah. sensational effects and everything, and they're trying to. I, I feel like Neverstop is kind of pulling a a card that they took from uh, the Tony Hawk games and just bringing in real life people to try and you know bolster sales or add realism or whatever. And it seems kind of counterintuitive for
3: this game, but it works so well for Tony Hawk. I'm surprised there's no Django <laughs> Fett or Spider-Man in there.
1: That's exactly what I'm hoping for. I want to know when we get to play Darth Maul in Guitar (laughs) Hero, because then I would actually buy it. Tony Hawk was a different thing. They had, like, Tony Hawk 2 had Spider-Man in there and a couple other extra characters just because they had the Spider-Man license at the time. But the real characters were in there mostly because they were real people as real skaters. The other ones were just kind of for fun more than anything.
0: Don't forget Officer Dick.
2: What about beyond the, like, console skew uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero? What do you guys, who's going to do better, Band Hero or Lego Rock Band? (laughs) Do you think they're going for the same audience?
3: I think
2: they are. Uh, Band Hero is the more, like, family-friendly and one. And so is Lego then, Rock Band. I think Lego is but also the But Band
3: Hero been... seems more poppy to me. It seems kind of more pre-teen, middle teenager, or mainstream type of music people. And Lego Rock Band is going to kind of do that, but the Lego franchise is... They have the
2: Jackson yeah, 5. Yeah, the Lego franchise is inherently
3: 5. a little bit more child-oriented, though not necessarily. I think... I think
0: that's kind of the distinction, is I think that, if more than anything, Band Hero is going for the casual market, and uh, LEGO Rock Band is going for the, the, the kid market. What about the portable ones? Like, uh,
2: like, I know Guitar Hero on the DS does pretty well, but apparently Rock Band Unplugged on the PSP is tanked
0: pretty hard. Well, it depends on your definition of tanked. I would say it's tanked, but, I mean, what PSP game sells more than 50000 in a month?
3: Yeah, it's a bad platform to kind of judge, in terms of install. It really
0: is, and I think... I think that it just doesn't click with people because there's no visual instruments, and the DLC is just as much money as it is on their other consoles and doesn't port over. To me, it's a bad investment and just not a very fun game, which surprised me.
3: It it really amazes me, though, how well the Guitar Hero... Sure, DS is huge, but how well the Guitar Hero games do for the portable market, and especially when you've seen, if you have those screenshots of the the drum adaptation skin for the DS. yeah. It just... Yeah. It it, it looks ridiculous. It plugs into the Game Boy Advance slot, like the guitar one, but it actually puts little drum pads over the buttons and the D-pad, and it looks absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh man. That's... Yeah.
0: I'm almost kind of glad now that Nintendo introduced the DSi. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of just eschews out (laughs) this entire line of bullshit.
1: So, to, to, I guess, segue naturally into another subject, um let's talk about Activision and their approach to things. It seems like Rock Band has really decided to build the platform. I mean, Rock Band Network was announced last week. We can delve into that later. But Guitar Hero and the Activision branded series are trying to put out as many SKUs as humanly possible, and I sickly hope that it bites them in the ass soon, because it's making them way too much money in every form, every series they're doing this with. But um, is this if, if something is going to kill the, the uh, Make plastic guitar uh, star? Is this going to be it?
0: Before we go on with that, I wanted to just point out that, by my count, both Activision and uh, Electronic Arts are uh, publishing four different games in their respective uh, franchises. There's, um, on the Rock Band side, you got you got Beatles Rock Band, you've got um, the Rock Band Country Pack, which just came out, um, you've got Lego Rock Band, and you've got the Metal Track Pack as well, which is supposed to... Um, the track packs are all standalone playable, and they also export to Rock Band One and Two.
2: And they're also thirty dollars, as opposed to like a full price game like Guitar Hero Van right, Halen. Right. And they're also exportable.
1: I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, technically they're skews. They have achievements. You can play them standalone, but it's not as standalone a product as Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Van Halen's.
3: going to be. Yeah, to Van be fair, those actually five. give. Different characters and venues and instruments and things like that, as opposed to a track pack.
0: Right, they're they're more fully fledged games with a different with a different focus than just a track pack. That's for, that's certain. But and also on the Guitar Hero side, we've got Guitar Hero Van Halen, which is still slated for two thousand nine. We've got Band Hero. You've got Guitar Hero Five, and um, I'm forgetting one.
1: We've already seen um, the Guitar Hero. Hits. I can't remember which the full title is that, but that was the older Guitar Hero songs brought up into the four-player
3: I think there's a Band Band Hero coming for DS, too. I don't know if that's this year, though.
1: Yeah, that's what the drum peripherals for, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we've already also seen Guitar Hero Metallica come out this year as well.
3: Well, that seems to be the argument of a lot of people, either hardcore or people on comments on blogs, whatever you want to say, is that Guitar Hero keeps whoring themselves out, but to be... I, I don't know. I mean... Beatles Rock Band and Lego Rock Band and these other ones, sure, there might be less um, titles coming out compared to Guitar Hero, but, you know, both companies want to get as much money as possible. I just don't know, you know, if it's a good strategy to just keep throwing all of these games at consumers and just hope that one lands a few dollars.
2: Well, it helps that... Uh harmonics is so much more transparent than Neversoft is. You already know they come from a music background and they're on Twitter. They broadcast on these blogs how much effort they're putting into Beatles' rock band. You have them recreating the Ed Sullivan <laughs> stage when no one who saw them on Ed Sullivan is
0: going to be playing this game. Well, I think it'd be interesting to see if people who are like older than forty do play this game
3: i my girlfriend's dad, who's in his late fifties, he is actually going to get a console just to play Beatles Rock Band, and so it does have that pull. And I would argue that it will do really well for that market, especially you know baby boomers who have some disposable income when they're that age. They can afford to spend up upwards of five hundred dollars for the console, especially if it's as good of an experience as it looks to be.
0: I think the 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 problem is that going back to the idea of how these how Guitar Hero has long been blamed for oversaturating the market, releasing too many games that have too little functionality. The, the the truth of it is that MTV, EA, and Harmonix are doing just as much as they can to release as many games as possible to make as much money off the consumer. The real question comes down to the the quality and the enduring uh, value of that purchase. Because I think anyone could would agree that Rock Band Two as a as a purchase has a whole lot more innate value than like. Guitar Hero Metallica where you get the 45 or so on-disc songs and then you can play Death Magnetic if you download that. But that's it.
2: It might just be more of a specialized Mm -hmm. area if you're a huge Metallica fan. I'm sure it's a huge boon to (laughs) you. That's true. I mean, it it did sell really
0: well.
3: Yeah, that's kind of unfairly looking positively at Rock Band of just saying that because it has the platform of downloadable songs, that's inherently better than a standalone game like Guitar Hero. I mean, it's true, but like, like you're saying, is that Guitar Hero... Could be, and even Van Halen could be way more important to a lot more people, possibly than just the random DLC that comes to Rock Band. Who the people like you guys who play it all the time will eat it up. I mean, how much DLC have you done uh, More Nick?
0: than I can probably state
1: to my family <laughs> and friends. But but then you see, uh, Harmonix is also going after that type of that type of thinner. Well, with the Beatles, maybe not quite so thin, but a but a slice of the market rather than simply the hardcore. I mean, the the Beatles, if anything, have a more enduring uh, fan base than Metallica or Van Halen. So it's not that they're not trying to do that, but they are continuing to add value with a profit to the company to their older games. Where I mean, th- there's there's no there's no Rock Band three coming out this year. But there is, you know, a second uh, four-instrument Guitar here and I guess, you know, that's th- a little unfair because they, they didn't have a four-instrument game when Rock Band 1 came out, but nevertheless. Yeah, I think, um, again, what Nick said about quality stands true. A lot of the reason why we're forgiving Harmonix for just putting out as many products as they are, which on paper looks a bit as much as um, Activision with the Guitar Hero franchise, is because they're all good, and because the return on investment's going to be good. And because of the quality of the games. You know, Guitar Hero Aerosmith was Guitar Hero Engine with Aerosmith plastic looking characters, some tracks thrown in, and it wasn't that great. Well, Beatles Rock Band looks and feels and so far sounds like it's going to be a lot better. And even though it only has a very marginal, very, very small change in how the game plays with the three part harmonies, it's not a complete overhaul revamp like Rock Band to Rock Band 2 even was or Guitar Hero is a rock band at, at all. Um, we know that the quality is going to be there from Harmonix, and so you're kind of able to turn a blind eye to the fact that they're charging you $60 again, or that, like Nick and I had joked for a long time, that they were charging the Harmonix tax for new songs because they kept adding g- new great songs week Personal
0: week. taste aside, I think that the, the key distinction for most consumers is, and, and while there are a lot of people who buy these games just for a PS2 or a Wii, or even a 360 or a PS3, and never take them online... The fact is that for sixty bucks, you get and Rock Band Two, you get a really good on-disc set list, which is of course a matter of opinion. But you also get daily new challenges to play. You get if you're online. (laughs) uh, Well, it doesn't require gold to be able to get the daily or to get the new songs, which are optional, but they're always there. Unlike with Guitar Hero, where there's occasionally a three-song track pack every week, every other week. With Rock Band, especially.
2: Uh,
1: I think it's, it's weekly, weekly now, now isn't it? For a long
0: time it was kind of iffy.
1: I think the the biggest problem is that we don't know that off the top of our heads, but we do know that Rock Band is going to have songs out every week. They haven't done a great job of publishing that, and they haven't done a great job of
2: advertising that at all to the hardcore. Well, that's still hardcore knowledge. Speaking as the person who's probably the least invested in the genre in these two games, I remember being at PAX when uh, they were first showing off Rock Band 2 and Guitar Hero World Tour, And World Tour had a much shorter line because they had less songs to show off. I think Rock Band 2 had, like, every song from Rock Band 1 and a large portion of Rock Band 2 songs. And I probably had just as much fun playing Bon Jovi at World Tour as I did
0: at uh, Rock Band.
3: Right. Hey, I will... I love World Tour for Band on the Run. (laughs)
0: I'll freely admit that I am way too invested in this subject to be, you know, the kind of person you want to talk to on the street. Or like ask for directions, or trust with your kids, but I I think that the, the difference in quality in both the accuracy of the, the note charting, of the the whole aesthetic of the game that treats it isn't focused on the spectacle. It's focused on like the music and the, the I don't know.
3: Well, I I guess think talking about that kind of how Rock Band treats the issue, to me personally, it just bothers me actually, and it's one of the reasons I'm not really invested in Rock Band is because the first two guitar heroes, which were Harmonix, obviously, but how Mar- how harmonics has changed their priorities in their games, is it feels like you're just trying to replicate reality now with rock band and now Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero one and two, they kind of took the silly aspect and it had covers that you know could be bad, but it made it fun for me. I don't want to be in a fake band. I don't want to spend potentially thousands of dollars to buy all of the DLC that comes out over the product's lifetime. For a mock lifestyle, when you could actually, you know, spend the money otherwise, but that's the difference. There are the people who will spend their money and have the investment in it, and others that just say, "Oh, that's a cool track list. I'll play once in a while." I think you just heard Nick's feelings. Yeah, well, I think I need to go take some time <laughs> to reevaluate my priorities.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I I, I I think that you're probably uh, exaggerating when you when you say buying every you know piece of DLC. But then, Nick yeah, is here, that was so kind of that yeah. does kind of
0: prove it. I I own fifty percent. That's of the DLC. way too
1: much. So for some people, it's not nearly. Is it enough. wrong that I
0: thought that's all? I don't think so. I play it every day. I love all the songs I own, with the exception of a couple. Um, it's just it's my favorite game. I don't think there's anything wrong with buying songs if I keep having fun with it.
3: Oh no. You have a great... You put the investment in and you're getting a lot out of it. It's just that I don't like the direction of Rock Band where it's great to be offering, like, especially if we're going to talk about the network. I don't know if they want to talk about oh, that I, now.
1: To but. be fair, I mean, I don't like the direction that, that Guitar Hero has taken. I mean, uh, pardon the language. We've been very civil up to this point. I don't want <laughs> to shit on Jimi hendrix's corpse nor do i want to shit on kurt cobain's but that seems to be the direction that they're (laughs) taking it where it's like look at these real world people and you can butcher their songs while they (laughs) while they mope at the guitar it's it it's really I, i mean with the rock band yeah i mean it's got maybe more of a you know oh you're part of a band feel to it but that I feel that just makes it more fun. That kind of draws in, you know, you can have three friends come over and you have your persistent band that you play and you get to customize the characters with outlandish outfits, that sort of thing. It, yeah, it, that's fair. Exactly.
2: Well, what makes Guitar Hero you shitting on Jimi Hendrix's corpse and Beatles rock band you not shitting on John Lennon and George Harrison? I will
1: I will not say that you're not <laughs> shitting on the Beatles.
3: while well, playing hey Beatles at least rock band. they when you mess up a note they won't actually flub the song and there won't be a or whatever sound they're not going to put that in the Beatles rock band which is respectful I would say.
0: Well, I think I think if you look at like have you all seen the opening video for the Beatles? Yeah. Yes. And the in-game footage of what it looks like. Um general consensus, I I think I agree with this, is that they put a lot of effort into trying to kind of uh, pay homage to the band in a really respectful way, but there are some people who disagree, like I think The Guardian, uh, the newspaper out of uh, the UK, was really uh, vindictive about how fake and terrible it looked, but some other people seem to love Mm -hmm. it, so... Well,
3: the Beatles are so galvanizing it's not going to piss everyone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think the big difference
1: is, um, I mean, even guitario Metallica is a lot better than Aerosmith was, and a lot better, honestly, than World Tour was, but even then, it still looks like um, kind of like dolls on stage. A lot of it has to do with the lighting in my eyes, but if you look at the videos com- in comparison to um, Beatles Rock Band that they've shown of gameplay, and as well of the just the non-gameplay videos, like, take a look at, like, um, I'm the Walrus footage, that's very, very accurate and very lovingly redone and very minimally through the rock band's, I guess, filter scope and how they have character faces look and how they have um, players look in anime. It's, oh, come
2: on. It's still very cartoony and very yeah, shiny.
1: Yeah, it is. Right, but it's, it's done... I guess you could say it's done cartoony and shiny in a better way than how Activision's done. And I think that's absolutely fair to say because Harmonix, okay, at the end of the day, every publisher, every developer is out to make money. No. That is absolutely the bottom line, and we're and we're n- we're not going to get anywhere by saying, oh well, har- um, you know, Harmonix—they're not out to make money. They absolutely are, but they are a company with a music background, and I trust them to, to treat the subject matter with more respect. NeverSoft made skateboarding games. I mean, well it's hard to respect skateboarding in the first place. <laughs> well, uh, then, when they started and... out and when they did Tony, you know, Tony Hawk 1 2 3 4, they were a really good games, we forget. Definitely. And B, they were also almost to the same way that Harmonix is a music company. They had people in there who were apparently, you know, just as much of skateboarding fanatics as the Harmonix people are music fanatics apparently. There's legendary tales of Tony Hawk and one of the lead presidents riding skateboards on the um, on the conference room tables at NeverSoft at NeverSoft Studios. You know, yeah, you
0: got the sensation from playing those early games that they really cared about the subject matter. They re- they really loved skateboarding, and that came through in the games in the early Tony Hawks. I
3: I just I just want it to be fair in the sense of I think we're making a bad comparison just because these Kurt Cobain and characters are playable in Guitar Hero Five. Comparing it to a full game like Beatles Rock Band, I think it's more fair to compare Guitar Hero Metallica and Beatles Rock Band and the respect they have. Sure, no one in uh, Metallica, at least in the game, with the musicians they have are dead, but i mean they did a great job i played that at my friend's house and they did, they did a great job with the feel of being you know metallica and playing their songs just because kurt cobain's in guitar hero 5 it, it's not really fair to compare that to the whole experience of beatles rock that's band. a
0: good point because it's not they're not the focal point of the game in that sense yeah metallica is a lot more analogous and
1: i haven't played it a ton in all fairness but it does look a lot better than you know billy corrigan on
2: stage and get into world tour and Easier, <laughs> uh, Aerosmith was before.
0: Oh yeah, they really, they really nailed the Metallica look.
2: This is especially true since there's been no confirmation yet if any of the
0: Beatles DLC or any of the songs will be exportable to the Rock Band 2. They will not. It sounds as though they won't. No, they confirmed basically that it won't. There's no crossover, which I think is a smart move. Why? I know a lot of people are going to complain. Uh, well, because the I whole thing about Bear Rock on the same Band. Set list as- <laughs> i am the walrus or here comes the sun well that's being a a little little snobbish though well i guess but like i think that if any band deserves that treatment it's the beatles
3: but then i guess i'm i'm saying is that we've been talking about how important it is that rock band is a platform and things are exportable and then guitar hero gets crap for being contained games but then the beatles rock band is going to do it and it's okay
0: you're right it's a double standard
3: it is a double standard
0: but but harmonics has really well proven themselves what do you what do you mean they well, haven't proven that this is a uh, good idea yet. I think it's really uh, down to the quality of the game.
1: <laughs> That's true they have not proven that it is a good idea. And and really, with Beatles Rock Band, we're just kind of having blind faith. But, you know, people do generally have blind faith for, for certain developers that they have a considerable amount of respect for. I mean, uh, like, well, to take uh, an example, when BioWare announces an RPG, I don't go, well... You know, if, they, if they're suddenly going into the future, for instance, with say uh, Kotor, we'll, we'll, we'll grab that as an example. I don't go, well, they've only done uh, medieval settings before, so I don't know about I don't know about this. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. I go, well, it's an RPG. It's their it's their playing field. I believe that they can do it. And uh, so with Harmonix, they're going from music game to music game. Where Neversoft, they've gone from skateboarding game to, to music game. If it was a skateboarding game, you know, where you skateboard as <laughs> the members of Metallica, then I would be more likely to go, okay, I will give them, I will give them their due, because they, they make great skateboarding games, and I want to
2: see where this is going. But to be fair, Neversoft has been doing Guitar Hero games since Guitar Hero 3. Yeah. They've been doing this That's for, true. like, what, like five years now? Two.
0: two. <laughs> Guitar Hero's four years old, so
3: <laughs> it just feels like five.
2: Guitar Hero 3 was not two years ago.
3: Well, would everybody still have the blind faith if Harmonix decided to go do an action game and just say, oh, they made good uh, music games, I trust them?
1: No. I, I certainly would not. I would wait to see many reviews before I actually decide if to it If it was full of
3: quick-time <laughs> events, I might buy it. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, if uh, Konami isn't already pissed off enough about this whole music thing taking off without them, they'd be pissed if Guitar Hero Metallica had a uh, skateboarding extra, because that was in the old uh, Metal Gear Solid 2
0: on the Xbox, I think. Or a full soccer
3: simulation.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I I think the thing is, is that again, you trust the development, you trust the developers in this case, and they've earned that reputation. I put them just below a company like Valve, in terms of you know how, how or blizzard and you know have they ever done anything bad well not really
2: blizzard and valve take much longer to make their games though they're not
3: And they did scrap exactly. that sh- that crappy Warcraft adventure game but they
0: scrapped it. Mm-hmm. They never let it see the light. I can't believe they scrapped that like, I, But they also killed StarCraft Ghost. Yeah. It's not killed. It's just that out. taking forever to come out like Dude Newcomb. It's it's dead. Permanent hiatus.
3: Well, um, before we run out of too much more time, do we want to talk about the whole rock band network?
0: We should talk about it briefly because I think we should probably end on where we think whether we not what we think the future's gonna hold. But um mm-hmm. is there anything you guys wanna say? I mean, just to preface it's Basically, starting at the end of this year, Harmonix is going to make it so that any band uh, with master recordings who holds the rights to their songs can author uh, their songs to be put on first on Xbox Live and then uh, ported over to PlayStation Network and and the Wii to be downloaded and sold, and they'll get a 30% cut of whatever they sell their songs for.
2: What I'm concerned about is that we're going to see something similar to what happened with the Kindle, where people that don't actually own the rights are going to be uploading these songs. And there's going to be little system to keep this in place. As long as they can properly like, evaluate these songs, so that you don't later have them being pulled down, then I'm sure it'll be great. As
3: far as I saw, as far as I read that, when the the labels, bands, whatever submit the songs, the people who harmonics will also be outsourcing the tracking yeah, to. the peer review Will process. have to be going over the song. So if they can't. They'll have to verify that it's an actual legal. Also, apparently, they're going to be doing stuff
1: such as looking at the um, authoring through red book audio, things like that, that are like very, very hardcore. So it's not like somebody like us saying, "Oh, hey, let's let's get some Led Zeppelin to
3: rock." Yeah, because someone it. still has to do the tracking. It's not so much of a user. Um rating store as it is having to send it to the actual developers and have them take care of it
1: I think it's really good and I can't wait to see some of the artists that are more independent that I like that you know get their songs up there and I think it could be really really good and creative and a good way to open up from just you know okay what's harmonic got for us now but I think it's also going to Divide the community a little bit more, because in certain aspects, like there are still people who buy everything every yeah. week. Nicks obviously oh, yeah, slowed down because it's just unobtainable <laughs> unless if you are an absolute freak about the game. The problem, the problem is that when you do this online, it's like if you, you know, it's the more people you play with in a game of Rock Band online, the the greater odds that you're just going to be
0: playing disc songs. That's a potential loss, but this bear in mind that the Rock Band platform has been around for two years now, and I think if they're going to open it up, I think it's more for the best because nobody's ever had most fun playing rock band online with a bunch of random people. It's always been have a few friends over, get, drink some beers, have some fun. And, exactly.
1: Uh, and so in, in that way it's going to be really nice but I mean I do, I do play online sometimes with um, friends and it's like well if I'm playing with one person I know that they have a lot of things I have as well. Maybe one track of, of, of a uh, set. You know, I only have one track of a set. Okay. Okay and then two more people would join in, and it was like, okay, we're playing disc songs in maybe Boston.
3: The whole thing with the network, what actually is kind of my problem with the whole genre, where it's going to offer unprecedented freedom in music choice, and it's going to be great for people that will be able to put songs on, like lots of indie bands or smaller bands or so on and so forth. They actually have an outlet now, and people can buy their songs, and they can make some money off of them, pretty simple. But... I just don't necessarily agree with the move towards potentially replicating your entire music library in one game. To me, that's kind of frightening, excessive, and impractical. It's not like everybody's going to do that. Nobody has to rebuy 2,000 songs or more, of course. But that's just the thing I have a problem with. I play the games once in a while for fun and to just enjoy the the predetermined set list and buy DLC once in a while. But... Having all of this theres just, I don't know. I don't really see it appealing to me. I wonder how it will appeal to people who aren't really as into the game. Will the people that play it casually just say, oh, that's cool that that band's there, or will they even really care?
0: Well, I think it's a, a case of too much of a good thing. Um, if, if, if it ends up being as good as it sounds like it could be, because nobody wants to go back through and buy every single song they ever owned again. And I mean, clearly you're not being forced to, but... It's the sort of situation where you think, like, well, maybe a subscription model will be a lot more affordable and more fun for people to take advantage of. But that's a whole other discussion. I'll um, just
1: throw in here, I'll, I'll go ahead and be the optimist, but if they do this right, if they maybe make it not so saturated, but so that people with very specific tastes can find, you know, a band of of which they are very fond fa- or with which they are very fond of, and rather than making it so you have to buy, you know, your entire library again. But, let me start over. I kind of got off on a tangent there. Um, (laughs) If they pull it off, if they make it fun, if they uh, actually get a good number of bands in there without making it feel like you have to buy your whole collection again, I could see that, uh, the the network, Rock Band Network, taking uh, Rock Band and well, really just kind of carrying it. I I would not be surprised to see if it's successful. People playing, you know, Rock Band 1 and 2, say, two, three, four years down the line, because that option is available to them. Uh, You know, this is perhaps the pipe dream, perhaps the absolute most optimistic way one could view it. But I think it is possible. And I think that if any, you know, game company is going to do that with a music game, it'll be Harmonix.
2: We can see in the future, bands putting on their one-sheets when you go to a concert, not only their MySpace, not only their Twitter, but you're just going to see, like, we're on Rock Band.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Tyler might be the type of person that this is perfect for. Maybe not the, the guys like Nick or the guys who are hardcore score hero types who have to buy everything, but more guys like Tyler who I don't think you have any, if much, DLC. Instead, you'll be able to get the option to go, oh, this is a band I really like. I can go buy their stuff very specifically. And they're getting a 30% cut uh, on mm-hmm. top of that. So not only is it, I really like this, this particular song, but it's like, oh, I get to support these yeah, artists. Yeah, 30% is really a whole
0: like. lot better than getting with, uh, I would assume, the average record deal. Have we seen any songs that came out first on Rock Band? Um, Shackler's Revenge from Guns N' Roses, which, never mind the quality of the album or the song... That was probably the first big one to debut in a game. Yeah,
1: that was um, that was actually the one song out of all of Rock Band 2 that you could not play at PAX last year because Guns N' Roses had a time release thing on it. They couldn't play it until the, the game came out. There have been a couple of um, a couple of singles that have debuted on the game as well. I think, um, God, who is it? Uh, Motley Crue had a couple of their newer songs yeah. debut
0: there. Saints of Los, Los Angeles, I think, did three times better in Rock Band than on iTunes. Which is the Molly Crew new single, which.
1: That was about a year ago,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. It was fun on guitar, but I can see why it didn't sell too well on iTunes. It's not the most. Uh, not their best. <laughs> I think the lengths that we see
2: harmonics going with uh, Rock Band 2, and Rock Band as a platform, and all the skews of Guitar Hero that are coming out, shows you that the, the, the genre isn't really in any kind of jeopardy. We might see a severe lack of demand as far as plastic instruments go but i don't think the genre is going to be going anywhere as a whole
0: no i think that the downloadable content model has really proven to be successful for both guitar hero and rock band and uh, as long as people keep buying songs they're gonna keep playing the game that being said I, I really do wonder if we're gonna see a major tanking at retail uh this fall with so many different rhythm games on the shelves more much more than ever at any holiday before
3: i guess we'll have to see
2: it depends on if obama fixes the economy <laughs> something will suffer. Um, something
1: that we expect will do halfway well will will bomb. What happens I every year? It's not. Well, yeah. I, I just out of this group of all these song- games, though, there's enough that you got to think one of them's not going to do as well. I really hope it's just that. It's not that um, Beatles Rock Band doesn't meet its expectations. I really, really hope that's not the case because this game deserves to do well.
2: The only way that's going to happen is if they have crazy high expectations for Beatles Rock Band. I think they do, and they think they have for, or I think they
3: have for very good reason. I'm sure Apple Corps has way more expectations than Harmonix. Do
2: they actually represent any other bands? You never hear about Apple besides Beatles. No, I don't
0: think so. I think it was, uh, wasn't it founded by the Beatles?
3: Yeah, I thought so. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, um, should we wrap things up? Is there anything else people want to add to close? Or
1: I, I, I think that we've seen the beginning of. The, uh, of, as long as this console generation stays around, we're going to be rocking out for a while. Um, a big question's going to come when it comes to transferring data over to another console generation, but hopefully that's probably about three years down the line. That's up, a whole so. other
0: discussion right there, when the next generation is yeah. coming.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that, that has more repercussions than just music games.
0: I think we could even see
2: a scenario where the next uh, SKU is the next generation, where they no longer need a console for this
0: that's true. Harmonix has actually hinted at that in a couple theoretical, you know, hypothetical statements. Like the next, the next console could be your guitar controller for them. It would
2: probably increase sales. You wouldn't need to divide
0: up SKUs. You could just plug it straight into your TV or plug that USB hub straight into your TV. Let's hope it's better than those MIDI guitars you can buy and plug into your RCA ports and play thirty-second cover versions of songs. Hey. Or how about those ones that start playing the
1: songs when you start swinging the little pick? <laughs>
0: Alright, well, barring unforeseen catastrophe like Harmonix investing in MIDI-based guitar controllers for 10-inch TVs, I think we're looking at a pretty good future. Even if some games do tank, I think there's still going to be some... I don't think that music... I think music is so inherently uh, similar to games in terms of how it's got structure, how it's got variety, that there's always going to be integration between the two.
3: I think we'll see Guitar Hero scale back, and I think we'll see Rock Band continue to innovate...
0: Well, to the two people still listening, thanks for uh, listening to our first endeavor into this nebulous realm of podcasting. Um, thanks for joining me, guys.
1: It was my pleasure. No problem.
0: This is a lot You're of fun. You're welcome. Sweet. All right, well, uh, how should we sign this off? Someone say something witty.
3: <laughs> See? Nothing.
0: Bone dry.
2: Sorry. I
3: <laughs> didn't do that on command. No.
2: What does a Sasquatch sound like?
0: There we go. What's a
3: Sasquatch sound like? This podcast ending.
0: (laughs) Goodbye.